Good morning. So I had prepared a the beginning of a two-part series I was going to start, but I would much rather be ministered to by God than me try and push something. So I'm not at all stressed at the fact that uh, we're not going to do what I was going to do. But, you know, sometimes, guys, that's what church is going to look like. You know, sometimes it's going to be raw and messy. You know, sometimes it's going to be just whatever God is stirring in all of us. And there's such an incredible thing that happens that when we come together as a family, that's the whole purpose of meeting together as one group is because together we 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 sharpen each other and where we're walking, you know. And it's so incredible that so often where you're at is a very similar position to where the person next to you is at. And the things that you may have just walked through, that person is also coming through that. So that's why... I'm so convinced that being in a family, being in community is such an important part of who we are as Christians. The very reason that we called this church our community was because that there's a, there's an understanding that that's what this is. You know, we're a family, a unit that comes together and can sharpen one another. If you've got your Bible, go with me to Matthew 6, 25. I just want to highlight two things and then we can go and have some coffee and some tea, which I know Malcolm's excited about. Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put, what you will put on. It is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you, not of more value, are you not more of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the, the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither, t- neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye, you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying where we shall eat, what we shall drink, or what we shall wear. For the Gentiles seek after all those things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day of its own trouble. Now, the most incredible part of this verse is the bottom 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. There's a, there's a doing part in that verse. There's heaps of, of this is what God is giving us. But at the very end, Jesus puts a doing in there for us. Our picking up our plowshare, our having to actually be a part of what God wants us to do. So when he says, seek first the kingdom, seek my kingdom, and all these things will be added to you, we have to do the seeking. So this morning, what, what you saw in Dave, it's awesome that you, you came forward. It was so incredible, you know, because what Dave was calling to action was that seeking of the kingdom. He's saying, church, come, come on. Let's seek the kingdom of God as a unit, as a family. Let's seek what God has for us. But there's another part of that that we have to seek it individually for ourselves. There's a, a, a doing word there. Pick up your plowshare and plow the ground. Yes, God will add all these things to us, but we've got to seek his kingdom. So as a church, as a family, we have to get our hands dirty, as they say. Get amongst the, 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 
things that aren't necessarily clean in the kingdom of God and just do what we're here to do. And Richard and Sandra, I want to honor you guys. You know, that's, that's an incredible testament of, of Rich saying, I was nervous. I was anxious. I didn't know what I was going into. I didn't know what it was going to look like. But the most important thing for me is, God, I want to seek your kingdom. I want to do what you have for me to do. Knowing that I'm not doing this because you're going to add all these things to me, but by gee, it's going to be incredible when you do add these things. So when we, be, when we come together as a family, when we, be, when we begin to understand the fact that, oh man, I just, I want to go and be with my fellow family members and seek the kingdom with them. But when I go home, I want to spend the time in my room seeking your kingdom, God. Earlier in the verse, when, when Jesus, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus shows us how to pray. It says, when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will, will reward you. That's the seeking of the kingdom. We seek it together as a corporate body, but we seek it at home in our, on our own. We seek it in our marriages, but we also seek it individually as well. But again, we've got to pick up the plowshare. And we've got to put it in the ground. We can't stand back and say, There's, uh, God's not showing me anything. Yeah, because you're not looking. When we begin to look, when we begin to open our eyes and get excited as to what God has for us, then we can begin to understand the fact that he's going to pour out more and more and more for us. Did you notice that when Dave got up this morning and started talking, things started to flow in that because as a body we started to seek together. That when we actually begin to put action to our words, God will give us more. When we, when we are, um, when we honor the little bits that we're given, God will give us more and more and more. That's why it's so important when, when we sit together, myself and Jess and Mal and Edith and talk about the church and, and, and what we're doing in this house and the church of the city and, 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 and how that moves forward. We, we are trying so hard to be Faithful with the little bit that we've been given. Because then God will give us the next part, and the next part, and the next part. As we seek him, he'll pour out on us. I was going to speak this morning on discipleship, which I will do next week. But I just wanted to highlight something that, that I was mulling over this morning. In a Jewish culture, they, it was such an honor to be called a disciple. In, in, in most cases, there was two job places that you would go. You would either go and work with your father and do whatever the trade he was that was doing. You didn't really get a choice. Or you would be chosen to be a disciple based on the fact of how you, how well you could read and how intelligent you were. And the, the rabbi would choose and say, come with me. So in the Bible, when we see the disciples popping up and Jesus says, come and follow me, the reason that they were so excited by that is because it was such an honor. We are disciples. But sometimes we get complacent with the fact that we are a disciple of the, the, the highest rabbi, the, the most incredible teacher, the, the king of kings is our teacher, our rabbi. That should excite us in our call. That should, that should spur something in us that just makes us, oh my goodness, I am a disciple of the king of kings. When we begin to understand the reality of being a disciple to, to Jesus, we can start to take hold of that kingdom. I'll finish with this. There was, I was reading a story this, um, during the week of a man by the name of Francis Chan. I've spoken about him before. Um, 
And he wrote something very interesting. Francis Chan led a, a church in America, a, a, what's called a mega church, drawing crowds of around 5,000 upward from week to week. Francis Chan woke up one morning and he said, he, he felt God say this to him and he, and he wrote this in an article I was reading this week. He said, according to the Bible, every single one of these people has a supernatural gift that's meant to be used for the body. 5,000 people show up every week to hear my gift, see my gift. That's a lot of waste. So he left his church. His mega church of 5,000 people, he left, handed it to somebody else. And he went and planted another little churches that don't grow any bigger than 20, which is another story. But the fact that Francis Chan realized there is a body of people, all disciples of Christ, all carrying gifts, all have the ability to to seek his kingdom and to bring his kingdom into their spheres of influence, yet because they only want to come and listen to me, they sit idle and don't operate in their gift. Guys, we have the opportunity to operate in the gifts that God's given us. Rich and Sandra go on a team to Fiji and operate completely different to their team because it's the gift they carry, but they add to that team. In this body that we have here, every one of you adds to the gifting and the, and the plan and the mission that we're doing in this place. We all carry an ability to seek that kingdom, but again, we have to seek, we have to pick up that plowshare and be willing to be a part of that. And I don't mean joining a team, I mean going home and going, God, I want to seek what you have for me. So I'm going to spend the next hour praying. When we go, when we're prepping to go to church, when we're getting ready, God, give me something for somebody. Give me a word for somebody. Give me something that, give me something in your kingdom that I can share with somebody else and change their morning. Church is bigger than this Sunday morning. And I know we've harped on it and said it again and again and again, but we won't stop saying it until every active member of the body is doing what their gift the gift God has given them. So guys, I want to encourage you, and this is for myself as well. I want to encourage you to this week, pick up your plowshare and seek the kingdom of God. And I promise you that the moment you begin to seek, God will show you more. The more you seek him, the more he'll show you. Bill Johnson said um, in, a, in a panel I was listening to, someone asked him, how do I get more hungry for God? And he said that that, while in, in our fleshly bodies, when we hunger, we eat, and that satisfies our hunger. But the Bible's the opposite way around. The more we eat, the hunger, hungrier we'll get. So if you're not hungry, it's because you're not eating. So let's eat. And I know that this is a... a I was going to read a scripture out of James, but I figured I wouldn't do that because it's a bit... I'm almost not ready for it. <laughs> James is a great book, but it's harsh. So I dialed it back a little bit. I dialed, yeah, exactly. But guys, I want to challenge all of us. And if you're speaking with someone in the church this week, if there's someone in this body that you're catching up with for a coffee or having a meal with, challenge them. Hey, have you sought God this week? Are you seeking him? Have you picked up your plowshare? Because the more that we challenge one another, the more that we sharpen one another, the further and further we'll take this, this body into the call that God has for us. What we experienced this morning, if you, if, did, did everyone experience, for me, I felt something incredible. Did anyone else experience that? Just give a little raise of hand. I just want to show you something. 
Every one of us has the opportunity to do that on a weekly basis. Every day. Every morning you wake up. Every time that you, you are driving to work, you have the opportunity to experience God in that way. But we don't do it because we fail to recognize the fact that that's us seeking. When we come to church, we're seeking God. Therefore, he gives us. But we can seek God at home. We can seek God in our, in our relationships, in our workplaces. So be challenged by that. I wanted to go on to, to talk about the reality of discipleship, but we have to understand the fact that this thing is so important and so real. And a part of that is us taking hold of that and, and seeking God in our, in our own time. So why don't you stand and let's pray and go and have some tea and coffee and watch the foosball. Sure. You want to get closer? You're <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God. Father, we just thank you for who you are and we thank you for what you're doing in this place. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you are you are challenging people's hearts, God. Sparking a, a flame, God, that can start to burn out of control. An excitement and a joy, Father, like the disciples had when, when you came to them and said, follow me. And they understood the importance of that. They understood what that meant, that I get to be a disciple of Jesus. God, I just pray that you stir people's hearts. Father, that for all of us, we don't want to put, put your book of life down, Father. We don't want to stop praying and, and seeking your glory, Father, that when we wake up, it just burns in our heart to want to know you more, Father. We just, I just pray, God, that, that you just set a desire in people's hearts to really want to chase you, Father. And I just pray for the, for, for your church in this city, God, that, that that desire begins to just bleed into every single house in this city, Father regardless of denomination or name, God, that, that your name just begins to, to roll into those places and just change people's hearts, Father. I just declare right now, Jesus, in your name, a hunger and a thirst for who you are that grows exponentially, Father, that just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. People that uh, a generation that want to know you more that want to seek your face, that want to seek who you are more. I just thank you, Father. Jesus, I thank you that you set the path for us, that you walked ahead of us, and you know where we're going. I thank you that you you pour out blessing upon blessing. I just pray this morning that you fill people's cups to overflowing, God. Just a deeper understanding of you, God. Just thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.